What's this? TheEnclosed.com. Let me tell you about TheEnclosed.com. You like your woman in some sexy, um, seductive, sensual, silky panties? By the way, I went to TheEnclosed.com the other day. They have some panties that have holes in just the right areas. They are badass. They're awesome. Here's what you do. Go to TheEnclosed.com. Pick out a pair of panties to send to your girl. Okay? If you need help with a fit, they will help you, and they will get it right. And you can send one, three, three months, six months, nine months, or 12 months of panties. And they send her whatever you choose in a black box, sleek looking, really cool, and inside rose petals. Okay? And if you use the keyword Kramer, you get to uh, save $25 off your order. And they send every month. She gets a new pair of panties, and they could be from, they could be a boy cut from Belgium. It could be uh, a thong from Ireland. I mean, they, like, and and we're talking luxurious panties. <laughs> Why is it that I giggle inside every time I say the word panties? Theenclosed.com. When you check out, use the keyword Kramer. And get ready for some love, baby. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's time to kick this pig. Leave him squealing from the feeling. Squeaking from the freaking. Boinking from the boinking. Real, 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 raw, raw radio. Real, raw, radio. This is The Cream Show. What up? Today is uh, June the 7th. Welcome into the show. Uh, make sure to visit my site. It's KramerShow.net. K-R-A-M-E-R-S-H-O-W. KramerShow.net. Uh, I'm a little out of it. I don't know. Uh, I'm not out of it uh, mentally. Just I, I feel um, I've just I've been busy as fuck like for the past month. And uh, all of a sudden, a lot of that has died down. So it's like uh, I, I guess maybe I have a lot of nervous energy uh, i'm not really sure could be sexual energy you know like i i mean i could use i could totally use a titty bar blowjob right now i mean is it wrong for me even though i'm married is it wrong to say on occasion i think about going into a titty bar giving a chick a, a 20 a couple of 20s and either getting a hand job or a blowjob i mean um you know i mean i just i just don't see that being uh, that big of a deal Muhammad Ali died. Um, so I had all this stuff to do this weekend with my uh, 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 with my work, and I uh, I took my my son Cash, who's twelve years old. I took him with me to a lot of it, and uh, we're driving around. We're in my truck, and I said, uh, "You know, Muhammad Ali died." <clears throat> and he's like, "Hmm." I said, "You don't know who Muhammad Ali is, do you?" He goes, "No." I said, "Well, Muhammad Ali." was one of the greatest boxers that ever lived. And I said, he was, and I explained to him that he was a showman and he was a consummate asshole. Um, and I, I put it in my, you know, in 12-year-old terms. And he was like, oh, I see why you like him. And then I explained the George Foreman fight. And I said, you know, when Ali fought George Foreman, 
he didn't really punch so much. He just kind of let George Foreman kind of chase him around. You know, and Foreman kept his gloves up, and he kept punching and kept punching and kept punching, and eventually he got tired. And then that's when Ali came in and just beat him to a pulp. And I explained that, and I said, you know, when I was a kid, the people that I, the two people that I admire um, the most was Evil Knievel and Muhammad Ali. You know, and and I thought about it when you're a kid, you don't. You don't you're not listening to the politics of what, you know, these guys are saying. You don't care about that shit. You're looking at what they're doing. And here you go, you got a guy, and I and two, I will say this for the record, like any other kid, I never saw color. I never saw color. When I looked at Muhammad Ali, I just saw a dude who was an incredible boxer who rhymed his words and he was a showman and I just I got off on that. I loved it. And Evil Knievel, the same thing. I I just like to watch him on his motorcycle doing wheelies and all these stunts. And, you know, I'd get out of my Schwinn and try the same thing. And I had that wind-up toy. And um, what makes it relevant to me is that a couple of weeks ago, I looked up Evil Knievel on YouTube. And I sat in my living room with my son. We were watching all these old videos of uh, Evil Knievel. And I was explaining to him, like, I, you know, he had the cape on and all that. And I was trying to explain how badass he was when I was, you know, a kid. As an adult, you look at Evil Knievel and you, you see what he really was. And he was a broke man. He, he was an alcoholic. He had grown up in a little small town, never had a pot to piss in. And then he started doing these stunts and everybody was drawn to him. And he felt like, you know, a, a big rock star. He would go to parties and everybody knew who he was and he was married but he cheated on his wife and he just didn't give a shit he would stay drunk all day long and just cheat on his wife he was a and he was an asshole he was a miserable human being and as an adult you look back and you go okay well as a kid obviously i mean i, w I wouldn't know that but it's, it's interesting to see now uh what he really was versus what i thought he was and in many ways uh, the people that we look up to uh, ultimately do kind of let us down when we look at them for face value. Like you look at Prince. Prince was such an incredible musician and, and a vocalist, and he was just, he, he was, God, he was the epitome of cool. And then, and, and you look at him from afar and you just think, man, that, I, that's, that guy is just, he's the shit. And you don't realize all the, the crooked, shady shit that he's into. Um, and Muhammad Ali, I, I, I now I look at him as an adult and I see him as a racist. And um, I don't want to see him, you know, as a racist, but I really do believe that's what he was. Um, and, and 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 I guess when you really think about it, you can kind of understand why someone like Muhammad Ali would be pissy about it, right? I mean, like because he lived in an era back then, even in the you know in, in the seventies, that was a really shitty time, and you know you saw things, and I can see how being a black man at that time, you would be kind of um, militant against white people. I mean, I, I guess I can kind of see that. Um, but it does, when you hear stuff like this, 
I'm going to play you a little interview that was done uh, with him. When you hear this, it's kind of it's disappointing. It kind of lets you down because you see his true intentions and, and what he feels. Moving the neighborhoods, we clean their own neighborhoods. And another thing, when you say integration, it comes on the end of marriage too, right? All right. been together. Right, sure. And I'm sure no intelligent white person watching this show, or no intelligent uh, white man in his or her right white mind want black boys and black girls marrying their white sons and daughters and in return introducing their grandchildren as half-brown, kinky-haired black people. I, w I, and wouldn't, I'm sure I I'm, wouldn't object to that. Well, you wouldn't, but a lot of them would. Well, I'm sure a lot of people would. No, it's just a point. What I'm trying to say is this. What I'm trying to say is this. Uh, and you don't have it. You say you don't, but you don't have it. You really ain't going to have it. You're on the show and you got to say that. That's not true. Why would you want to do that? Because, don't because I, don't th I don't think I'm any different from you, you see. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we're much different. That's I mean, I think society's you know, made us different. You know we're different. If we're all together but Society's different. made us different. No, not society. God made us different. No, no, we're just human beings. He made all no, of no, us. We all, listen, bluebirds fly with bluebirds. Red birds want to be with red birds. <laughs> listen, listen, tell me when I'm wrong. Pigeons want to be with pigeons. But tell we have me when intelligence. I'm not. Well, we have intelligence. They don't have intelligence, but yet no. they stay together. We should have more intelligence than them, right? Buzzards are with buzzards. Buzzards are with buzzards. Bluebirds are with bluebirds. They're all are birds, but they've got different cultures. The eagles like to hang out in the mountains. The buzzards like to fly around the desert. Well, the bluebird like to fly around the trees and the grass. There'd be problems a buzzard mating with a sparrow, wouldn't there? What? There'd be certain problems. Right, right. We have the problems too. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see no black and white couples in England or America walking around proud holding their children. That's because society... And, and going out. That's, that's society's fault. I mean, well, 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 I mean we've got to educate well, well, people around Well, life is too it. short for me to be raised catching hell for something like that. I'd rather go and be my own. I have a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife. They look like me. We're all happy, and I don't have no trouble. <laughs> and, uh, I have no trouble. And I ain't that much in love with no woman to go through all that hell. Ain't no one woman that good. <laughs> you understand? I understand, yeah. I just, I do understand. I understand. I think it's, I think it's sad that, that, that... It ain't sad because I want my child sad. to look it's like me. Attitude. Every intelligent person wants his child to look like him. I'm sad because I want to blot out my race and lose my beautiful identity. Chinese love Chinese. They love the little slanted-eyed, pretty brown-skinned babies. Pakistanis love their culture. Jewish people love their culture. A lot of Catholics don't want to marry a number of Catholics. They want the religion to stay the same. Who want to spot up yourself and kill your race? You're, you're a hater of your people if you don't want to stay who you are. You shame what God made you. God didn't make no mistake when he made us all like we I, were. I think that's a philosophy um, of despair. Despair. I really do. It ain't it's, no despair. Yeah, Number one, can't no woman. Let me tell you something. I want to tell you. Listen, no woman on this whole earth, not even a black woman in Muslim countries, can please me and cook for me and socialize and talk to me like my American black woman. No woman, at last, is a white woman can really identify with me and my feelings and the way I act and the way I talk. And you can't take no Chinese man and give him no Puerto Rican woman and holler about we're in love and you emotionally in love and physically, but really they're not happy because she's going to hear some Puerto Rican music, he's going to hear some Chinese music. And they're going to be clashing all the time. It's just nature. You can do what you want, but it's nature to want to be with your own. See, I think I think a lot of people get caught up in that and, and don't realize how different the time was at that moment. And I, I can look back and, and remember, and I know that at that time, what he was saying, a lot of people were sitting there at the TV going, yeah, he's right, both black, white, Chinese, Muslim, whatever. But times have changed, and it's so bizarre to watch 
<clears throat> interviews from back then, and even to see like um, you know Archie Bunker and to, and to see some of the the TV that that, that came out of that era. There was, uh, it's, it, it was just, uh, everything was literal. It was, everything was black and white. It was in a square box and, uh, and, and no one had a problem with that. And now, you know, I, I but what's so crazy though, is I, I feel like even though we have progressed so far in so many ways, um, we're still thrown off by racism. And even though socially and culturally, we are 100%, I mean, you know, a black person can do anything a white person can do. You have the same amount of freedoms. You have the same amount of, of tools at your disposal. And no matter how far we go, that's still a kink in American culture for some reason. I don't get it. Uh, and it's okay that, you know, you had, that Ali had that thought in his head then but it's how you progress through your life that really matters. Uh, if you think that way 30, 40 years ago and you still think that way today, then that's the problem. If you can't evolve and open your mind, um, then you never I mean then we never are going to get past any of our past horseshit with racism. If and that that goes for white people or black people or anybody. If you can't grow and get past it, then we're just basically going to continue to have race riots and hate each other and fight and blame and all this nonstop bullshit. I knew when I went to church on Sundays, I've always been one to, I'm not just a boxer. I do a lot of reading, a lot of studying. I ask questions. I go, I travel these countries and watch how their people live and I learn. And I always ask my mother, I said, Mother, how come is everything white? I said, why is Jesus white with blonde and blue eyes? Why is the Lord's <laughs> Supper all white men? Angels are white, Pope and um, Mary and every, even the angels. I said, Mother, when we die, do we go to heaven? She said, naturally, we go to heaven. I said, well, what happened to all the black angels when they took the pictures? And, you know, if you go back and you start watching uh, interviews with Muhammad Ali, um, and he, he would get off boxing really quick and uh, just get right back on the religion thing, the racist thing. Here's another one. You got a home, you got a brother. I chose the Islamic path because it connected me. As a Christian in America, I couldn't go to the white churches. Uh, as a Christian, uh, that was for those people. It did them good. It didn't do me good. Uh, I saw Jesus Christ. I saw a white man with blonde and blue eyes. I look at the Lord's Supper in Christianity. I see all white people. You are Asiatic girl. I see a man behind you is dark. All the pictures are of angels are white. Why come we never go to heaven? Why come the Mexican don't go to heaven and fly around? Why the Puerto Rican, ever all the angels happen to be white angels. I look at Peter was white, Mary was white, Paul was white, God's son Jesus was white. Uh, everything was white. Tarzan, the king of the jungles, he was white. And the angel food cake was made white and the devil food cake was chocolate. And if I threaten you, I'm gonna blackmail you. Black was always bad in the Western world. Uh, the black cat was the bad luck. Uh, if you get put out of a fraternity group, you get blackballed. Uh, black was always bad. So the only thing that made me feel good, the only thing that made me feel free, that connected me with Saudi Arabia, the Islamic religion, connected me with Pakistan, Morocco, Syria. I sat down with Colonel Gaddafi, had dinner in this palace, stayed overnight because of a Muslim. As a Christian, I never could sit with Christian leaders. 
as a Muslim. I sat with Sadat. I sat with President Nasser, um, Marcos of the Philippines, Ayyub Khan of Pakistan before he died. I've been sat with kings of uh, Sheikh Zayed of Abu Dhabi. Kings and people of these nations have welcomed me as a brother, and I'm a citizen, and now in America, I'm respected by all colors and throughout the world as a Muslim. See, the name Mohammed is the most common name in the world. There are more Mohammeds on the planet. There are four billion people on earth, and every third person is a Muslim. So for me, I'm not condemning no other religion, but for me, being a world figure, John taking the name Muhammad Ali, which is the name of my people for the brother of America, accepting the Islamic religion, it was better for me. People wonder why Donald Trump is so effective. And um, everybody, you know, these news channels, they sit around, they have a panel of people, and they all sit there giving their, you know, um, political genius insight as to what it is about Donald Trump. Uh, and what it is, is, and this, I really firmly believe this. Uh, it's just like Muhammad Ali. If you have money or if you're a champion, if you're good at something or if you have a lot of money, people will let you get away with murder. Murder. They don't care what you say. They don't care what religion you are. Donald Trump has said this a million times. He goes, you know, I, I, goes, I, I, could, I, you know, I could say uh, I, I could admit that I murdered somebody out on the street and people still love me. And he's right. I mean, as long as you have money, as long as you are successful, people in America will let you do and say and get away with anything, anything. And here, here is Muhammad Ali proving that. Uh, this is, again points out the essential contradiction. This will be the first show contradiction. We yeah. And there is a contradiction, you right? Know, I know. I'm he preaches against materialism, but fills his garage with a Rolls Royce, a new Cadillac, a new Lincoln, no. a new camper. Two Rolls Royce. Two Rolls Royce. <laughs> now, now, uh, I'll tell you another thing. Now, I wish he was here, the man who wrote it. Well, I preach it. against material things. Yes. When have I ever preached anything against material? I don't preach against material things. I teach our people and our religion that heaven is not on earth. I say heaven is not up in the sky. I mean heaven is on earth. Hell is not underground. Hell is on earth. The white man has told you heaven is in the sky and hell is underground, and he takes everything in the middle. He's got all the factories, all the hotels, all the motels, all the electric, the land. I say heaven is a good condition on earth. This is what we preach. I don't preach against material things. And another reason I have material things, not because I want them, not because I see a watch today I want to buy in the uh, Hilton Hotel. The watch costs $6,000. I'm getting a watch for a reason. I have my Rolls Royces for a reason. I have the things I buy for a reason. Black people in America, I'm ready for you. Black people in America do not respect, even the world, people, the average man out here. Why am I on your show? What George Foreman? Why can I get up and talk so bold on TV? Because I'm the heavyweight champion. If I was just another nigga out there working, I'd wash some dishes. And what my, my opinion don't mean a damn thing. I know right, that. Right. But let me tell you another thing. Why do I buy pretty cars? Because all of the educated people, we're trying to convert to the Islamic faith. The thing is, you all don't have nothing. Elijah Muhammad Ali used to have a little old house, a real house, trying to be humble, and all the Negro preachers of Christianity will say to their followers, how can Elijah Muhammad be from God? He lives in a shack. Shouldn't God be able to bless him with a nice home? He wanted to be humble. He could have had a big home. He drove a little old car in his younger days trying to be humble. 
but they think you don't have nothing. People don't respect you when you look like you don't have no money. So I got to buy diamonds. I got to be the heavyweight champion. I got to have a Rolls Royce. So when I pull up to that other black man with a Rolls Royce, hey, my brother, come on down to the Muslim temple today. I want you to hear the sermon of Allah. Oh, he was a pretty car. Mm, where that watch come from? Oh, my man. Come on over. And they listen. You got to have something. Most people will join a church. You get a Catholic church, any kind of church, and build a church and put gold seats in it, put diamond carved speakers on the wall, put carpet in that church, and watch how many followers you will have in your church. Let another man preach a better word of God, let him have a little house with a storefront, and he won't have no followers. People are in this world, we love wealth. They respect people with money. So I have to buy these things, line them up. I'm fixing up a home in Chicago, English-style house, 14 bedrooms, 60 years old. It will cost a million dollars a bill. I paid $100 for it. I'm putting all new furniture from Beirut, Lebanon. It's going to be a plus-plus house. I'm never at home. But when I invite people over to talk to me, and they ding, punch the bell, dong, 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 dong. And my chauffeur coming door, oh, yes, uh, Mr. Ali, will be out in 20 minutes. I have to set upstairs for... 30 minutes and make him wait so he'll appreciate me. I don't run, I don't run the door. I don't run right to the door and answer him. You go to meet Queen of England, I bet you. You don't walk right in and meet the Queen. You sit there for a while and they take you to this room and you sit there. Queen's probably sitting there watching the news. <laughs> make you wait. Make you think about what you're going to do. You go meet a president of a country. You don't go meet the country. They show you what he's building. They let you see what he's doing. And then when you meet the president, you realize who he is. So I'm trying to convert. I'm trying to wake up my people and help them. So I have to have these things. Otherwise, I'm broke. He's a Joe Lewis. His managers take all his money. He made five million. He don't have nothing. Now, that's why you see these cars and stuff. Loud. Loud. Obnoxious. Obnoxious. Rude. Rude. Opinionated. Opinionated. But hung like a horse. There have been so many women that have come out and given their story about what happened with them and Bill Cosby. And, um, you know, I've been watching this for months and months, hoping uh, that I would see another man come out and admit it because I know it's happened to other men uh, because it happened to me. Um, 1991. I met Bill Cosby, and Bill Cosby drugged me. And I'm going to play, you know, I had a um, a recorder going uh, when this happened. And the only reason that I'm going to do this is in hopes that if there's somebody else out there, there's another man that this has happened to, that uh, hopefully, you know, they can come out, um, you know, and be strong. This is what happened in 1991 between Bill Cosby and myself. Bill Cosby, it's so nice to meet you, man. My man Kramer. Hey, man, I hate to bug you, but I got a headache. Do you have, like, uh, aspirin or anything? Here, take some of these vitamins. They're good for you. That's really cool of you, Bill. Thank you, man. <laughs> you look sleepy. Creamy want teddy bear. <laughs> I like rocks. Far <laughs> out, man. You are really sleepy and hungry. Here, put my pudding pop in your mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. 
That's it, Kramer. Take it! Yeah! Shazam! Oops, sorry, Kramer. I put it in your face. That's not nice, is it? You aren't recording this, are you? This is The Kramer Show.